0: This is Sportscasters Anonymous. A weekly podcast about sports, all sports MLB, the NBA, the NFL, the NHL, collegiate football, and collegiate basketball. But there's more. We'll even talk about sports video games, sports movies. It's all here. You're listening to Sportscasters Anonymous on the Random Chatter Network, broadcasting to the globe from Jacksonville, Florida. This is Don and Chip.
1: Hello, everybody, and welcome back. My name's Don. He's Chip. We are Sportscasters Anonymous. We thank you all for joining us. This is episode number 13 recorded on July the 12th, 2020. We have got lots of exciting news for you this week. Good, bad, indifferent, we like to cover it all. Chip, my man, how's it going?
2: Uh, It's going well. Uh, I was super excited this week. Uh, I got to watch a Philadelphia sport play, and they won. Uh, So I was a happy camper. Uh, I can't say anything to complain. Uh, So MLS is back, tournament started. I watched the Union win on a uh, 1-0 victory. So I'm super excited. I'm super pumped for what we got for the show tonight.
1: All righty. Well, uh, before we get into the news and discussions, there's always the ways to contact us. You can email chip at randomchatter.com or myself, Don, at randomchatter.com. Follow us on Twitter at SportcastAnon. Join us on Discord, Random Chatter. Lots of discussions there, a little bit of something for everybody. Support us on Patreon, Random Chatter. And as always, buy our merch on randomchatter.com slash store. And Chip, I, I sent you a text earlier today because, as you can tell, I am overjoyed, overjoyed with the good news we're about to deliver. Let's go ahead and kick off the show with some NHL news tonight.
2: Yeah, I know. It's, it's, it's really weird that you're going to start out with NHL because it's probably the least of the four sports, the four major sports that everyone likes. So, But anyways, the NHL actually uh, was one of the four major sports that did something right. Uh, as far as their CBA. So they agreed to a new CBA with some changes. They also agreed to a uh, restart plan. They had a like tentative one in place with the scheduling and everything like that. Um, They just had to hammer out out the details and the uh, NHLPA voted on both of them this week uh, and got agreement done. So we're going to not have to go to a labor stoppage, which has been a Big huge thing with the NHL over the last few CBAs is there's always been some type of labor stoppage and it's been extended for yes, a really yeah. long time and it's really hurt their sport. But they they finally agreed on one, so uh, it's going to be the first time since '94 uh, that the players didn't participate in it. But they they definitely or excuse me, I was reading something different. So the one change <laughs> <laughs> I, re- I read a date, I read a date and it went across my my head and I was like, wait, what? No, um, so the Olympics. Uh, they agreed in the agreement. One of the changes was that the players are going to be uh, NHL players are able to participate in the Olympics, which that's uh, outstanding. Yeah, which they, they were prohibited in the 2018 Olympics, and that was the first time since '94 that they weren't able to participate. So uh, the players were really upset about that, and that was one of the things that they wanted to rectify with the new cba is that hey we want to be able to be part of the olympics and represent our team and uh since the majority of the nhl players don't really play for usa it's 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 kind of uh very international type (laughs) feel yes
0: uh
2: that that's that that definitely hurts them now now the caveat is is the nhl has given their blessing but they've given it to the ioc and basically said okay now you guys have to approve it so while the NHL has approved it, they really just kind of put the ball in the IOC's court and said like, all right, you guys be the bad guys. Instead of
1: the kids out to play, but you need to let us know if it's all right to come to your house.
2: <laughs> yeah. Um, some other things that they did was the salary cap is now flat until they reach $4.8 billion in revenue. Uh, it's going to stay at 81.5 million per team. Uh, for the foreseeable future until they, until they, uh, get the, the revenue. And then, uh, Don, I don't know if you want to explain how they're going to increase the salary cap once they hit the 4.8 billion, um, in revenue. Um,
0: mm-hmm.
2: cause you know more about that than I do. Uh,
1: the business side of it. Hmm? <laughs>
2: yeah. Yeah.
1: So, so basically the way that they're approving uh, going forward, for the salary cap, is there you uh, the cap will stay flat right now. So, whatever it was uh, linked to, the 81 and a half million, they will do the same for the 2021 season. Uh, the, the, the cap could have gone up to almost 89 million next season, but of course, because of the stoppage of play, revenues, everything else. Uh, Just like every other sport, there's money considerations, piece of the pie and whatnot. So they said, hey, but we're going to cap it, which would be the responsible thing to do. The way that they are linking the revenue, they have a formula that they're going to use. They call it a lag formula for the salary cap. So that will rely on hockey-related revenue from the previous two seasons, as well as what their projections are for uh, for the upcoming season. So basically, they're using a lot of metrics to kind of slide the number around over the next four years based on revenues. Now, I got to tell you this, it's a fantastic way to do it because one side or the other is not getting burned. This is the owners and the players both said, what do we need to do? Where both sides are happy and we can play hockey for the fans, so I applaud both sides for that, one hundred percent. This seems like you said it at the beginning. The only sport that got it right.
2: Do you think that they saw how the collective bargaining agreements and the, and how the how distant the owners were with the like with baseball and felt we don't want that to happen to our sport, so they decided to fast track an extension on this contract because they still had a couple years left on the current contract so do you think they saw that and and were just scared off and like hey we don't want this to happen let's get it done now
1: um I think part of it was was everybody saw what was going on because even basketball is still having some issues baseball was obviously a big issue and now and we'll talk about it later it looks like football might be running into some issues So I think Hockey said, let's take an objective look at it. We all know the next couple of years with COVID and revenues uh, being affected by it and whatnot. We really don't know what the future is going to hold. So let's just kind of roll the dice and and find a way that's equitable for both sides. Now, on a side note, Don Fair negotiated the, the contract for the NHLPA. Now, you're a baseball guy, so I'm pretty sure, correct me if I'm wrong, you know who Don Fair is, correct? Yes. Yes. So, um, he he negotiated back in the day for the Major League Baseball Players Association. Maybe he could pick up the phone and call it uh, like ESPN says and send some tips along to his buddies in baseball, because that this guy's got no problem getting it done.
2: Yeah, I don't. I there's just there's just so much going wrong with baseball that I think that it, more at this point it's not necessarily them coming together. It's a pride point at this point. So. Yeah. There, there's there's a lot more than him picking up the phone and saying hey like you guys need to get into a room it's more of like they don't trust each other to the point where oh it's toxic feel, yeah it, it, it it's no such house. a toxic environment so like mm-hmm. they need like more than just one person they need like a collective group of people to just i don't know like slap them all in the face and just be like get over yourselves and like let's start from square one and like i, I don't it, there's 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 just so much that's going to go on with that that's going to be rough um but some of, i was going to say some of the other things real quick with the with the CBA i just want to run through them before we we move on or anything like that but uh minimum wages are going to be raised from 700,000 to 750 yes. uh for the next couple of seasons and then uh after that for the subsequent 3 seasons it's going to be an extra 25,000 so it'll be 775,000 uh Players tra- Player trades are less restrictive, so what they were doing was uh, a lot of teams were trading someone to one team that had a no-trade clause and then shipping them right off because once they got traded, that no-trade clause was null and void. They would ship them off to a different team. Uh, with no repercussions, they've gotten rid of that, so that, that no-trade clause goes with them throughout the length of their contract, um, so it would be deter people from tr- teams from trading players to then trade them away again. Um, and then they came out with a new league year for next season, which is supposed to start in December 1st. Uh, they still want to have the same amount of games at the 82 game schedule. So we'll see if they can get that in there. Um, they're going to have like a very, very short, short off season. It's going to be like every two weeks, there's going to be something happening. Um, and then there is no more what they call legal tampering period which is like usually a few days before free agency technically begins you can start talking to players and and offering them contracts uh i never really got the whole idea of a legal tampering period anyways because i felt like it was just free agency like pseudo free agency because they pretty much agreed on a contract and then when the league year hit they signed it so it just made no sense to me anyways um but they've gotten rid of that and now they start at uh, right when the league year starts at noon, um, and that's when they can start negotiating with players. Uh, and then the big thing is that they have a peace for about six or seven seasons before they would have to, um, Go down know, to renegotiate. <laughs> yeah. So. Yeah.
1: Uh, I mean, and like, like you said earlier, is good because um, under the commissioner's watch, they had three work stoppages already. You, you know, hockey hockey was tearing itself apart, and finally. Finally, they were all able to sit down and go, look, we we need some stability. Let's hammer this out. So as you brought up earlier also, because they were negotiating an extension to the CBA, and you and I were talking about it off air, do you think this is the reason, the main reason why for so long that we joked about it every week going hockey is still sticking to their plan to have a, a couple of cities to host their playoffs and whatnot. And that's all we've heard. They're still working on it. They're still working on it. So do you think the reason we did not hear any further news on the continuation of play for this season was because the CBA was tied to it?
2: I would assume so. Uh, You know, it's crazy because everything gets leaked to the media and everybody knows everything that's going on in the world with social media and all that stuff, that it's crazy that we didn't hear much of anything coming out of NHL and they were super tight-lived about this. But I don't recall Um, any
1: mention of the CBA at all.
2: Yeah, like I got to assume that this is – that they had this under wraps, under closed doors. They didn't want it to get out because they didn't want anybody to be like –
1: Influencing opinions or –
2: Yeah, I think they wanted just unbiased opinions to get it done. Um, I, I think that a lot of times when you get like media pressure and you get too many people staring at something for too long, that they find holes in it when there's really no holes. Um, I mean, if you look at something long enough, you can find something wrong with it. Like it, it just takes a matter of time. So a lot of times these agreements break up because people look too much into them and they try to find something wrong with, with it. So the fact that they, you know, did this very quietly and they just got it done. I I, I got to believe that that's, that was part of it. It was kind of like, they were, they were like a smokescreen. They would put out press releases every once in a while. Okay. We're still trying to number down cities. So, like it kind of like uh, gave you a taste of it. Like, oh, okay, they're just doing this. We don't have to really look too much into it. But I don't think because they had two years left in, I don't think anybody expected them to renegotiate the contract and add a four-year extension because that really doesn't happen. Usually it's right when it ends or the year before it ends is when they start negotiating, not like two years before. So um, I don't think anybody expected it, but they, they got it done, which is awesome. You know, it's, it's great.
1: I'm thrilled. I'll tell you right now, I'm thrilled.
2: <laughs> yeah, yeah. So we're, I remember, um, I don't think it was the last one. It was the one before that when they did all the rules changes. Like hockey shut down for a while. Uh, I think they, uh, I don't forget the exact period of time, but I know it went right into the season and they ended up having a short, short season. Um, and I remember that was when I really lost my interest in hockey because it was like, it's no longer on. And I was like, all right. And then they changed all the rules and tried to make it more exciting. And it was just, it, it totally confused me and shut me off. And I know it shut a lot of people that I know off of hockey and they lost a lot of viewership and it took them a while to slowly gain it back. So my fear is that that's going to end up happening with baseball is that they will, um, they will have this work stoppage that'll happen and it'll cut into the season And people just lose interest in baseball because they'll just be fed up with it. And it'll take them a really long time to get all their fans back. Um, I mean, you're not going to lose all the fans, but you're going to lose a lot of viewership if if they go to some type of work stoppage that extends uh, and makes another 60-game season. Like People already don't want to see a 60-game season. They want to see a normal baseball season. Like They're they're so used to that. But for them to turn around and, and have so many different points in a contract that they can't come together on um I don't want to take away from the NHL and start talking about MLB because we'll be here for three hours talking about how terrible they're doing their their Beaten business on baseball again <laughs> it seems like a common let's keep theme. It we a positive it's just change the show to beat down baseball yeah um
1: it could be a sport but, in itself
2: <laughs> um but they 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 definitely got it right um and it it's good to see that the owner's And the players came to a middle ground um, and surprisingly out of nowhere, they did this. And, and uh, the, for, for those that don't know, the hub cities uh, that they're going to do the restart um, is in Edmonton and Toronto. So it's all going to be up in Canada, um, which is really cool. I was reading some of the stuff that they're going to have up there, which is like, there's a bubble. And this seems like it's like they're in a private school location. Like, They're going to have field trips to different places around there for mental stability. They're going to, um, the food is going to be, uh, we'll get talk about the NBA bumble bubble and all about that stuff, but their food's going to be like gourmet food. Uh, they're going to have like pool tables. Uh, they're, I think they said they're limiting. They're not going to have video games there. Um, or the video games that they're going to have, there are going to be very limited. Uh, they're eliminate They're gonna have like uh, they have like a campus setting, so they're gonna have like different games outside for people to play, like dodgeball and like volleyball and and stuff like that, like just games to pass the time when you're not practicing. Um, so it it did seem like it was kind of cool, but I just thought it was weird that they would have a like quote unquote field trip. It's what they called it, like. They're gonna bus all these players to like a museum, shut down the museum, make sure the museum's sanitized, and then have them go through this museum. It just it just seems like a lot of work to just keep these players sane. But it was it was quite interesting some of the stuff they're doing. They're like we're we're watching how the NBA's doing their stuff and how MLB and we're, we're just trying not to do what they're doing. Um. So well, as uh, we um as we've joked
1: for weeks now. As we've joked for weeks now, we keep joking that, well, the NHL is just kind of watching what everyone else is doing. Well, it, it seems like we it wasn't a joke. They were legitimately watching what everyone else was doing and go, yeah, don't do that.
2: Yeah, they they they, they definitely played the slow the slow ball on it um, and definitely bided their time and, and saw what, how everything worked. And they're like, oh, OK, now we're going to do we're not going to do that. We're not going to do this, but we're going to do this because this worked. And, uh, I mean, I think they're going to be successful with it, and I think it's going to work out really well for them. Um, So that'll be good. Um, One thing I did want to mention about hockey before we move on, this is kind of like a uh, tearjerker. Um, For those that don't know, and probably a lot of people don't know because I didn't know um, until I read the article, uh, there was an Edmonton Oilers forward, Colby Cave, who had died on April 11th of this year. Um, And there's an ESPN article, which I'll I'll post up on on Discord and and Twitter so everybody can read it um, and and you can uh, get more of a a story because I'm not going to go too much into it because I don't want to spend a whole ton of time on it, but I did want to mention it because it was something that caught my attention. Um, It's written by Colby's wife, uh, who they were just married for less than a year, uh, and Colby was in the minor leagues about to be called up before this work stoppage happened um and he ended up dying um of a uh, i think it was if i remember correctly it was like a brain aneurysm or something like that um and it started out where he just had a migraine and and he just got worse then he started vomiting and they had to take him to the hospital and he was up in canada uh and it, it she talks about all the trials and tribulations she had to go through like she couldn't see him uh, during this before and after the surgery because of COVID and all these restrictions. Um, but she did mention how the entire hockey community came in and it's about the whole story of their backstory and stuff like that. So it, it's definitely a good read for those that want to read it. Um, I I thought it was, uh, it was piqued my interest and I read the entire thing and it is definitely a tearjerker. Um, so I'm, I'm forewarning people with that one, but it was, um, it was it was definitely well written and um, you know it's it's very sad. Uh, so I did want to mention that before we we moved on uh, to the next thing, um, which would be the NFL because I think that's all it for NHL. Um, we went over the CBA when they're going to start next season um, and, and we're good, man. Like that, so we're yeah, that, that's everything we'll with NHL.
1: Anybody wants the articles or, or links where we're getting the news from, we'll be more than and happy to put it up there. Uh, I, w- I was going to say, let's move on to baseball just to get the beat down out of the way, but no, nah, go ahead. Let's do some football. NFL. Yeah, let's get
2: something at least a little bit positive in there. You know? Absolutely. Um, so uh, tomorrow, the league and the uh, so the owners and the P- NFLPA are going to meet tomorrow to go over how they're going to run the offseason, how they're going to do their safety measures, how this season is going to run as far as who can be in the stands, if people can be in the stands, what are some of the restrictions that are going to be on the field with the players. Uh, This is kind of their we're going to meet and hammer out all the final wrinkles and details that all the players have and, and get it ready. So one of the big things that they are kind of negotiating is the owners want two preseason games and the players don't want any preseason games and they're kind of going back and forth that that's kind of the the big thing is is reporting to training camp and then there's there's little things about like players want testing measures. every day yeah players want testing every day and owners Elite are like doesn't. no we don't want to pay for that yeah. um so there's going to be some give or take so that's something that we'll probably report on next week but that will be that's kind of the big thing right now with the NFL is is they have to they still have to negotiate how they're going to restart the season. They've already canceled the first two weeks of the preseason, um, mm-hmm. but and they're still expected to report at the end of July to the the uh, NFL training camps and practices. Two and a half
1: weeks from now.
2: Yeah, so tomorrow is going to be a big day for the NFL because they they got to get mm-hmm. something done tomorrow. Uh, which I, I'm I'm almost positive they will. Uh, there's no, I don't think there's any doubt that they won't get it done. I just think it's it's more of a question of what restrictions and what they end up doing well, versus here, when.
1: Here's one thing. Uh, uh, there are other issues that they're hashing out, and if we run into a problem, I believe here's where it's going to be: the economics and discussing the lost revenue because you're not going to have all the fans in the stands amongst other things. Um, The league had offered to place 35% of the players' salaries in escrow, you know, to make sure that there's that appropriate split between teams and players. And the players are like, yeah, that's a non-starter. So with all the negotiating that doing preseason games Safety checking, uh, opt-out clauses for the players and how that affects their contract and in, in accrued season uh, towards their status in the league. My prediction is if they run into an issue tomorrow or they can't get this done, it is once again going to be because about money.
2: Yeah, it's it's unfortunate that that has to be the, the bottom line, but it is mm-hmm. Uh I don't know. I, I'm more curious to see how they do the salary cap um, because of all the lost revenue. Whether they, you know, the salary cap's not going to go up anything, but I don't think it can ever go down. Um, I mean, they,
1: again, um, the salary caps always are always based on income in the league and what the teams can afford to spend, et cetera, et cetera, et cetera. I can see it staying flat. Depending on how much money is lost, I could see a potential regression in the salary cap, but I doubt it.
2: Yeah, I mean, that that would be that would be tough. Uh-huh. I know like uh, there's a lot of teams that are still planning to have fans like the Jaguars announced that they're going to be planning for a 25 percent capacity mm-hmm. with everybody wearing face coverings. Which again, Florida is a hot spot, and Jacksonville comes out with this fact that they still want to congregate 25, 25% of a 60,000 seated stadium is still a significant amount of people. Yes. Uh, you're, you're talking uh, what? 15, I'm doing 000. quick math. Yeah, I'm trying to do quick math in my head, but 15,000 people in one area. Plus, yeah. you're going to still like have tailgating, you're going to still have people that are there. Like people are gonna be drinking, like you can have face coverings, but let's be honest, people are not gonna use them. They're gonna screaming no. and yelling. Have, and, you
1: been, have you been to a Jaguars game in September ever? I haven't
2: been to a Jaguars game, but I've been to Philadelphia games. So And uh, I mean in I,
1: September, like in Philly, it gets hot up there. It can get hot up there. In 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 the Jags, if you if you go to a game in September, just expect to cook. I'm telling you now, they're gonna require face masks that's going to be required. How do you enforce that with 15,000 people in that heat? I'm telling you now, and you know, this area well now, as well as I do, I don't see how they're going to be able to, to mandate that.
2: Yeah, that, it, that's going to be tough. Now there are other teams that are canceled, like season ticket holders. They, ain't, well, I shouldn't say cancel, cancel the wrong word. they they put honest. like almost like, uh, yeah, not even a refund, but they put it like a stay on ticket holders. So like people aren't going to lose their, their season tickets for this year, but they basically said that we're planning for no fans and that it's going to roll over to next year. So like the Ravens, Browns, and Seahawks, all, if, if the season tickets holders have paid their money, which majority of them already have, they'll refund them the money and just or or they'll give them the option of rolling it over to next year. So if they don't want that money back or they don't need that money back, they can roll it over to next year and not get charged for their season tickets next year. Um, so there's there's and this is going to be the big discrepancy because the NFL hasn't come out and basically said that we're not having fans in the stands or we're we're a- acting at a limited capacity. They've pretty much said that the teams are going to dictate it and with within their local governments, they're going to dictate it which again, I think is stupid and not fair because some governments and stadiums and owners might have some affiliation with each other and might want more fans in the stands than others. And I think that everything should be even key and you should have it fair for everyone so that there's no quote-unquote home field advantage. But
1: Well, not only uh, that, but you're also – again, this will go back to revenues – um and, and the money coming in you know if your local government is one of those not strict governments and they'll be like yeah let them run it, it 50 uh 50 seat capacity 50 percent capacity and other teams are like well we can't open and some teams are like well we can do 25 <sighs> percent." you know then then it's gonna be like well we need to discuss how the revenues are gonna get split the teams that opened it up more are going to want to keep more of the money. They're going to say, well, it's not my fault that you couldn't have more people in the stands. There there should be a, a one-size-fits-all for this.
2: Yeah, you, it's just there's, there's so much red tape when you start saying, like, oh, let the teams dictate themselves. There's so much more red tape that you have to go through than, like, hey, everyone's not going to have fans in the stands. For it, And I, I think it's ultimately going to end up being that way where they're not going to have fans in the stands just because of how everything else is going. Like, I don't think we'll have fans. I think this, honestly, my prediction, and you can write it down, hammer it down there. I don't think we will have fans in the stands until the Super Bowl. I think that will be the first game that we have that has fans in the stands would be the Super Bowl. Because I, I can't imagine them having the Super Bowl without fans in the stands
1: especially um, the wait list you have to just to potentially get tickets for that game. It's not like just yeah. going and buying tickets. It's a lottery to get tickets for that game.
2: Yeah. It. It. I just, I can't see that happening at all. Um, now to, to get off, to get off this for a little bit Um. and move on. Uh, Cause I think, I think we've, we've pretty much. At this point, on we, <laughs> yeah. Like, like we beat it to death. Like that's, that's what it is. Like at this point, until we know Until what they do tomorrow, tomorrow. Anyway. everything's everything speculation at this point. Um, yep. We we had a, we had one kind of minor uh, transaction and one like superly major, ridiculous, unbelievable, dumbfounding, almost chip chump worthy amazing uh, contract. <laughs> Let's start with the uh, minor. So the minor one is uh, Raheem, Raheem uh, Mostert requested a trade he's the 49ers uh, running back which was kind of surprising no one really I didn't really know that there was any contract issues but he basically requested a trade because the 49ers kind of were like nope we're gonna pay you your rookie deal and not re- renegotiate your contract till the end of next year and he was like well I don't want to be on a three or four million dollar deal so uh, I want I want to get out of here so that whoever he trades to then he can be like pay me money um
1: it should be worth the he, he was the fourth highest paid running back on the Niners roster, but he was the Niners best running back last season.
2: Yeah. I mean, but the run, let's be honest, the run the Niners had like six running backs on their roster. Well, and, well and, yeah, and,
1: <laughs> I think that's part of the reason he wanted out. Just like, look, you know, I, I don't want to be in the thick of this, just out.
2: Yeah. I can see that. Like, I, I want to be out cause I want to be the number one guy, but to be out because you don't want to get paid is, is, or you want to get paid is, is something completely different i'm i again i'm old school where like i i would if i if i was playing i got drafted by a team i would want to stay with that team no matter what i want to finish my career with that team they they were the ones that draft me like i wouldn't be like oh i want to leave because i want to go get a bigger contract like i would give hometown discounts like that's just so you feel an
1: obligation the team gave you a shot that's the least you could do
2: Correct. Yeah. If they're, if they're, if they're making a legit, now it, it, it goes both ways. If they're sitting there and they're going to like, if, if I'm worth like a three year 15 or three year, uh, like $6 million contract and they're going to give me a three year, $1 million contract. Like, yeah, obviously I'm going to say like, no, but if they're like, Hey, we can only afford, f-, like if I'm worth 6 million, they're going to be like, Oh, I can only afford four. I'm like, okay, well 2 million is not like two more million is not really going to make that much of a difference, like. Like it, it, sometimes you get nickel and diming where it's like, oh, they get five well, you million You can restructure it too. $30, $30 million dollar deal. Like, okay, so how how are you ever going to spend thirty million dollars in your lifetime? Like, uh, that it, it's just some of this stuff. Like, how much they get paid just irks me very much. Um, right. Especially, especially going off going off this major. So Patrick Mahomes signed a contract extension which we were all kind of waiting because we knew it was going to set the bar oh, or did we con- for contracts and and oh baby. <laughs> so I was talking to some of our friends when it came out cuz because we we have our, our little Monday get-togethers and yep. um they were like, "Oh, it's not that bad. It's it's 450 million over 10 years. That's not so bad. It's a 10-year extension." And I said to him, it's a half a billion dollars. The dude is going to get a half a billion dollars to, ten s- years. to play football over yep. 10 years. And they looked at me and they went, when you put it that way, it's pretty ridiculous. So yeah. he, he just
1: <laughs> you have to explain the money in the right context.
2: <laughs> yes, yes. Saying that you get 450 million, it's like, oh, it doesn't mean half a billion dollars. not only does that strap the chiefs into a contract that they're going to have to pay a ridiculous amount over a long period of time so they're going to have to do some cap finagling to get them under the salary cap but that's just a lot of money for one person to to make um now i will say this it's only 140 million guaranteed so if Mm -hmm. he were to like you know break his ankle robert griffin style uh, or break his knee robert griffin the 3rd style and not play again um, then yes he would only get 140 million and the the chiefs could get out of it so they 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 they're, they're probably going to rene- renegotiate after some time it's just the, the the value of the contract saying it was so much is just uh-huh. unreal um, so did it's you the, see- it's the biggest
1: I'm sorry. Did yeah. you see the breakdown of the contract and the way it works? Because the yeah. way that they did the numbers on the contract are beautiful. For, from a business yeah. standpoint, it's absolutely amazing. Did you actually see the breakdown?
2: Yeah, I, I saw it here. It says that he's getting 21 in uh, 20 million, 21 million in 21. He's getting 27 million in 22, and then it's 34 million plus in 23. So
1: um, this is where I give them uh, the credit for the way they work the contract. So they're saying, look, we're going to give you 10 years. So we're going to keep you through the prime of your career. We're not going to let you go anywhere, nowhere. And if you look at the base salary, just the base salary that he's owed, 2020's base salary was 825000 for this year, right? But a four and a half million dollar signing bonus. <laughs> OK. Um, next year, 990,000, two million dollar signing bonus. When you know, if he's on the roster, um, for the roster bonus, he gets another 21 million dollars. So this is good both ways, because let's say he gets halfway through and he starts declining. His base salary isn't that high. The bulk of the money is all pertaining to whether or not he's on the roster when that day hits. That That's yeah. the, that, that's the crazy part right there. So let's say he gets five years through this 10-year ten, ten contract, and guess what? After a couple of years, and I don't see it happening, but we've seen funnier things in sports. After five years, all of a sudden there's a big fall-off, or something like that's happening. They can go, you know what, eh, you're under this contract, but you know we're going to trade you or whatever, you're not on the roster. They save themselves a fortune.
2: Yeah, they, I mean they tied it,
1: it, it to being the roster bonus.
2: Yeah, which which is which is great for them, but it's just it's just when you look at it like whole picture, it's just so much money and it's ridiculous that he's going to end up getting that like even a fraction of that is just on. It's just ridiculous. It's the largest contract ever. So I asked you this on Monday when the news broke because I saw it and I, I went up to you and, and I said it. Do you? Oh, think, yeah, I mean, it,
1: there was no way we were not discussing it.
2: <laughs> oh yeah, yeah. Do you think that Dak Prescott is now looking at this and saying I want that? And do you think Jerry Jones is going to say yes, or do you think? And this is what I think he's going to do. Laugh in his face and say, you're going to get paid what I want you to get paid.
1: So Dak Prescott is looking at it going, this raises the bar. That's what Dak has going for him. And everybody else that's now going to come after Mahomes. That the buyer's been set, right? And, and the, by the way, when we talk about a record signing contract, he is the first professional athlete in the history of all the sports to be the half billion dollar player. Nobody else has done it. Basketball, baseball, hockey, nobody. Mahomes is the first. This is where I think it's going to get interesting with Prescott. Is Prescott a good quarterback? Yes. Is he he a great quarterback that would earn a contract like this? No. Does he think he's like Patrick Mahomes? Probably. Is Jerry Jones going to spend it? Not a chance. No way. We've seen the years in Jerry's world over there and the way Jerry Jones likes to do things. There is no way, no way whatsoever that Prescott even gets a deal remotely close to this. I do not see it.
2: Yeah, it's, uh, again, uh, like I said, like I introduced the question, my thought is Jerry's basically going to turn, turn to him and say, I'm going to pay you what I think you should get paid and you're going to accept it or you're going to walk. And that's I mean, if, going to be the bottom line. If,
1: if Dak is smart, he'll do a Kirk Cousins uh, based on the way the, the dollars go through right now. If he were to be franchised every year for the next three years, Dak walks away with about $110 million. Take it. Absolutely. If they're going to franchise you, take it.
2: Yeah. Or walk, and you'll probably get a, at least the same amount of contract to, mm-hmm. for a different team.
1: Now, I will tell you this the one thing I think that would change is if. Dak gets them to the Super Bowl, and then if they win the Super Bowl, and if he does it uh, under the uh, under the tag,
2: why why that, do you have gonna to take, like?
1: That's what's going to take to force Jerry's hand. Because if he goes, to... look, I just I I got you to the Super Bowl, and I won a Super Bowl with you, and you're going to franchise tag me again. I promise you, there are teams that will roll the dice and be like, pay him.
2: Why do you have to bring in such blasphemy into the show?
1: Well, you know, I mean, let's be honest. We know it's not gonna happen, but for the sake of argument, for the sake of argument, I mean the only two losses they're gonna have that season are to the Eagles. Does that make you feel better?
2: No. No. Like (laughs) that should be something that should be like bleeped out of the show. Like just just leave it in there, just bleep it out. Chip. (laughs) Like that's we made a deal
1: (laughs) that we were gonna be honest to ourselves and to the fans. So I have to give an impartial opinion, okay?
2: Yeah, well, I don't have to like it either.
1: <laughs> okay, but here now on the flip side, let let's that that was a hypothetical scenario. Let's talk about the real situation. It ain't happening. <laughs>
2: no, again, again, Jerry's gonna sit there and uh, Jerry's gonna dictate what he wants to pay people. And if if he wants to overspend on a player to keep them, that's fine. But I think that he's Jack not gonna Prescott, do it. Yeah, uh, you, you just look at the finances. You get you, you. There's so many people on that team that you have to pay that they're not going to be able to pay Dak Prescott $35, $36 million a year. Mm -hmm. Like It's just not going to work out that way. That's Um, the
1: beauty of the way that uh, the Mahomes contract was done too. Because of the way that they did the finances in the contract, one of the problems that you have, like look at the Rams. They went out, they did these big contracts and whatnot, but you cannot build the team around those players because they're sucking the money out of the pool. The way it was done here is that, yes, we can keep Mahomes, we can pay Mahomes, but we have the salary cap to put the people around him. That's how it should be done.
2: Yeah. they. So the the I, I have a feeling that contracts are going to start being structured the way that Mahomes' contract is structured, where they're going to give them this big dollar amount, but they're going to pretty much either front load it or they're going to, like backload it or they're going to do it in a way that like we're going to only like most of them are going to get front loaded they're going to be like okay for the first three years we're going to pay you all that guaranteed money so that after that we don't ha- we can cut you and it doesn't make any detriment to us mm-hmm. um and we don't have to pay you anymore uh mm-hmm. so i think you're going to see a lot more contracts that are structured the way this is structured which i think is going to change the whole business side of the NFL, and and that might be something that they go into with the CBA of like changing contracts and how they're structured. So, well,
1: part um, part of it is too is a, a lot of the players don't want those big term contracts because their attitude is, well, I want to be able to have a chance at free agency. So, what what does that tell you uh, about the player? I guess, or maybe the franchise he plays for if after, well, after three years or four years, I want to have the ability to have an out. Are, are you, are you telling me, especially if you're a quarterback that you think you might be in a good situation, but you're not sure you're the leader of the team. You know, Mahomes said, Hey man, I'm going to hang my hat here for 10 years. This is what you guys want to give me. I'll give you my best for 10. A lot of other players are going, well, I'll give you a couple good years, but I'm not sure if I'm going to stick around after that. They, they don't yeah. want to build. They, they want it now. So,
2: yeah. Yeah, I mean, they're, uh, a lot of them, right, don't want to sign these long-term deals. But some some players want to say long-term deals. They want to set up shop. They want to have their family there. They don't want to move on. They like where they're at. So if they can get it done, then they can get it done. Um, I just think that as the dollar amounts of these contracts go up, teams don't want to be set, paying – Five people, a hundred million dollars for a piece, and then have five twenty million dollar con- like a year contracts out there. Where now they're going to have to like, like figure out where they can piece other players in, and it, in and price. yeah, and stay under yeah, the salary exactly. cap and still win. It's just it's exactly. it's not going to work that way. So, um, but I, I think that this is incredibly insane. Um, and that, that would be my point with it. the whole contract in and of itself. In and of itself. It's just insane. Um, Let me so say this, though.
1: Patrick is 24 years old. God bless you. Because if you play even just 10 years now, the money that you retire with from your contract alone, and you know, and we're not even talking about endorsements and whatnot that he's going to get.
2: Yeah. Going that's, forward. That's, that's a this whole other contract.
1: Yeah. Okay. God bless you. When you are done with this contract, you've already won a Super Bowl. The way they're going, they're probably going to win a couple more if they can keep this up. He can play out the tenure and go, you know what? I had a good run. I don't need anything else. You know what? He is elite. And on top of that, he carries himself well. He he didn't come out with a big chip on his shoulder. The Chief said, we feel you're worth it. What do you say? He went, okay, let, let's do it. I'm going to stick around. So this – if every player in every sport it's not possible but if they could all carry themselves like mahomes does and the way that this deal went down it would be amazing it would be absolutely yeah. amazing but that's not going to happen because you got egos yeah. to stroke
2: correct speaking of egos so the nba arrived the NBA. <laughs> yeah the nba arrived at their bubble oh my god i've i've never read so much about like uh, players be having egos or like like being prima donnas than i have re- read with the nba like they are s- like little children when it comes to this stuff like some of the videos they're posting up is like you know they posting up about the food and how it looks like airplane food they're posting up how the rooms are too small um they have nothing to do in the bubble and then then you have like other players that are like this isn't that bad like you know we brought video games or playing video games or we playing poker or yeah, the food is not like gourmet top shelf, but it's all right. And then some of them are like, like, this is a room bigger than what I grew up in. So I'm like, I'm okay with it. Like I, I one of the players I was, I was watching a, a video was like, yeah, like the, the the worst part about my room is that it doesn't really have a window, but I can go outside into the hallway and there's a window. Like, he's like it's not that bad. Like I've I've definitely lived in worse. Like some of these players are just, it's frustrating how like childish they're acting with this. Like they're just trying. It goes back to the thing is like, if you look at something hard enough, you can find something wrong with it, but they all got there and they were just like,
1: they took this to a whole nother level as far as complaining goes.
2: Like everyone was posting on Instagram of videos of having this food and like the, the NBA in Orlando and Disney world had to come out and be like, Hey, like this is like just the stockpile of food we have. We're gonna give them better food. Like they had to come out with a press release about the food because they were posting up all these stuff about how terrible the food was. It's like and that was the go-
1: stuff on hand, what are you gonna do? Throw it away.
2: <laughs> yeah.
1: Like, <laughs>
0: like,
1: somebody paid for it. I'm guessing probably the NBA right? Or or the teams in oh, general. Yeah. And it's you know. <laughs> you know, like, if it, you it, don't like it, literally take your ball and go home. <laughs>
2: And, like, some of the players were just, it, it's just, like, the, the it was just so awful about, like, how they were talking about the food and, like, it wasn't up to the standards or they were, they were, I, I just, like, I'm looking at the food and I'm like, it looks like a normal food that I would eat. like.
1: Yeah, but Chip, you're a regular blue-collar worker, okay.
2: <laughs> I guess. I'm, like, a regular person that doesn't have yeah. millions and millions of dollars to spend on, like you know a chef to hand cook me food every day like right you know i cook food on my george foreman and that's my dinner so like i don't know like it just it, the more and more they complain the more and more I, I just want to tell them to shut up and play basketball
1: it seems like, excessive it, like there's you, complaining, you, 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 but this is excessive this was you know just shush
2: <laughs> yeah but um good news for both of us hey so, fire away. N- Nicola Jokic is on his way to Orlando. Yes. So, so for the for, for so I'm gonna I'm gonna uh preface this statement with uh, a little backstory uh between me and Don. So last year during the playoffs, as many of you guys know, that we we bet on DraftKings and we bet on on teams and everything like that. But uh, whenever the Nikola Jokic is the center for uh, the the Denver Nuggets, and whenever he would um. Whenever the Denver Nuggets were playing or in the championship, it was always Jokic is in the captain spot no matter what. So when we would make our lineups, that was the first thing we did was put Jokic in the captain spot because he was always getting a triple-double. So a couple weeks ago, uh, I sent down an article that said that Nikola Jokic had tested positive for coronavirus and that he was going to be delayed getting the Orlando and that he may not play. And the conversation that occurred between the two of us was just, we, we, we were silent and we just shook our heads and we we just didn't know what to do or to say. Damn, that was, was like, the reaction. <laughs> it was like it was like this this can't be happening. We need like we need he's money. Like staple. <laughs> he's the staple of what was making us money and like whatever we have a really bad game like oh all right, Denver's playing next. All right, and we'd win win our money back because because of of Denver being in it.
1: Yeah, Jeff, so Jeff, how does the normal conversation go? Well, well, who are you starting? Well, you know Jokic is in the captain spot. Okay, well, tell me about the other five. <laughs>
2: <laughs> exactly. <laughs> Who else is there? Yeah. Uh, there was Jokic and everybody else at that point. Mm-hmm. Um, so uh, he tested negative, I think, on Friday, and then he has to get another test on Monday. Um, if it comes back negative, then he can travel to Orlando because um, he's overseas, and he has to get he has to get two negative tests to be able to travel. Um, but it's definitely awesome uh, i'm I'm super excited because that means that uh yeah, we're gonna have it's a good for a, the playoffs
1: a, and it's good for good our wallet.
2: <laughs> oh, absolutely, absolutely. So uh, I, I had to throw that in there. it's not it's not something we really harp on, but it was just it was something that really it was like, yes, it was a yes moment for me. So it's more um, of a
1: personal thing for us.
2: <laughs> yes, yes, more of a personal thing that we'd like to share with the 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 pod or the with the sportscasters anonymous community, so so um. The other cool thing that the NBA is doing, um, which uh, they don't, so the NBA got really, really strict uh, about. I want to say about a decade ago with with attire coming to games, what you could wear, what you couldn't wear, how you wear your uniform, whether it's tucked in, whether it's out. Because it, 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 at, for a while there, it was starting to trend down into uh, people were showing up in in quote unquote hoodlum clothing. Um, and 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 not stuff that was of professional nature. So the NBA is like, we we can't get there. We have to. So they put in a lot of restrictions on what they could and couldn't do, and it was in the CBA, and the players agreed on it. Um, and for the restart, the NBA wanted to do something uh, to show their uh, voice as far as the players and, and social justice and, and bringing to light the movements and everything that are happening out there. So they proposed to the players of them having a message on the back of their jerseys. Um, so that, which is like unprecedented, which again has to get approved because of, of licensing and all this other stuff. So they came up with a whole list of, um, messages that they could put on the back of their jersey and they had every player write down or pick one that they would want on their jersey. And and the majority of the one that they got picked, so when you guys watch the shows or if you watch the shows, well the, the biggest one that you're gonna see on the back of the jerseys is equality. So two hundred and eighty five of the three hundred and fifty players that this chose chose equality to be on the back of their jerseys. Um and then seventeen of them uh opted out of that and surprisingly enough and and this came out their day uh lebron james opted out of it um which is very interesting um now he explained it that he didn't like any of the names that they had chosen and it wasn't really his thing and he was supporting everything and you know, kind of put it, a good spin on it to where it it, it was basically came down to that he didn't like any of the names that the NBA had picked, and he wasn't going to pick one unless it made sense to him, which I totally respect and I totally get. Um, but to, I mean, that's a lot of like it, that's pretty cool. Um, in that sense that the NBA wanted to do something and they put it in there and they allowed the players to voice their concerns about it. Um, so. That's something to look out for when you guys, when we watch the show or watch the NBA come back, that you're going to see that on the back of their jerseys instead of their names. Um, and and the MLS kind of did something like that. Uh, the Union did something very similar um, on the back of their jerseys. Or the um, uh, the Inter Miami uh, and Orlando game, they did. They didn't have their normal names. They had names of, of other people on there. Um, so I don't want to get too much into the, the the politics and everything with that, but I did think this was a, a cool, cool newsworthy story um, to report on and to let you guys know so that you're not like confused when you read the back of people's jerseys and it's not necessarily their name. Um, I don't know if you have any comments or questions or anything like that that you have for for this Don.
1: No, uh, I read the article and whatnot, and I I'm just basically I'm rolling with it. I know some players were happy about what they could do. Some were not so happy. They said, you know, based on uh, the choices available, they had some other things that they wanted to say, but so they opted out of it. Um, but I, I do applaud the NBA for using their platform to get the message across.
2: That'll be good to look out and see, and, and kind of a cool thing that'll they'll be there. There'll also be a lot of things that they'll put on. They're going to put on the court, um, and I just think it's ultimately. A cool, like a good, good thing that the NBA came together and they're like, we need to do something. Um, uh, and we actually, to to, the NBA did do have a kind of historic event, um, happen this past couple of days. Um, so the palace at the Auburn Hills, or uh, Palace of Auburn Hills, got torn down. Um, so that's up in detroit that's where the the pistons used to play uh for so long um back in the 80s and the 90s um and it, they tore it down uh a few days ago um so after it had 30 years and i mean it was a show of itself when they tore it down because they had pretty much imploded most of it already um but
1: back in the day man what an arena that was
2: yeah, You're a
1: sports fan, you, you saw and, and there, there's memories of championships there, for the people in Detroit and a, and a lot of events. That was, that was uh, a well talked about arena in its day.
2: Yeah, and it, it, it definitely had some very memorable moments. I think one of the most memorable was, or at least not, I wouldn't say it's the most memorable. It's most, I can put this controversial, was the brawl. Where the players jumped into the stands and started fighting with the fans. Oh um, yes. The uh, what was it called? It was the Motor City. Uh, was it like Motor City Flight or something like that? Yeah,
1: I don't even um, know what they called it, but gee, I had forgot about that till you brought it up. I, oof.
2: <laughs> yeah, I remember. I remember. I remember because uh, I was I was a lot younger when that happened, and that was almost over a decade ago. Um, I came downstairs, put on sports Center, and that was breaking news and watched it and I watched it all morning. Me and my dad stopped what we were doing. We just sat there and watched at it and were appalled and couldn't understand why this was happening and and it was the first time that uh, in recent memory that any Team or player ran into the stands and started fighting the fans. Um, and it, there was a lot of backlash from it. There was a lot of suspensions. There was a lot of. Uh, it was an
1: ugly time for the NBA, I'll tell you that. That was just. Yeah,
2: how- NBA is one of the few sports where you're right there on the court or you're right there uh, where, where you can actually reach out and touch some of the players. And it got to a point where the NBA was thinking about. Maybe we should put railings around and not have courtside seats, and that I think that would have been detrimental to the the uh game itself um you know it, it takes one really bad knucklehead to to ruin an entire event it's ruin a good um, thing
1: period yeah. <laughs> yeah
2: so uh but that's what's one of the many 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 iconic moments of of the palace, and um You know, so it's definitely been laid to rest um, and it's definitely sad to see it go. But thanks uh, for the memories. Yep. Thanks for the memories. Um, So that that's it that we have for the NBA. But the we have the MLB is uh, they came out with the schedule for next season. Um, So they're definitely going to look to have a season next year so um Can they're going to begin straight
1: with this season i'm sorry go ahead <laughs>
2: <laughs> yeah yeah i mean we're not going to try to bash them too much but no they did they, they they come out with the uh this this the season and they will op- all open up on uh april 1st um it's going to be the That's first me. time since 1968 that everyone's going to open up every team's going to play their first game on the same day that they're not going to stagger it or anything like that um, for the record so yeah. next
1: year, just out of curiosity, so all thirty teams are gonna open next season on April Fool's Day. That's what you're telling me.
2: You know, I don't even look at it like that when they put it on there, but yeah, yeah, they're gonna they're gonna open up on April Fool's Day and, and joke's you know, gonna be on somebody. <laughs> yeah, I was gonna say there's so many jokes there. I didn't even realize that. I didn't even realize that, yep. even realize that April first was April Fool's Day, but um yeah, that that's that's uh, they wanted to start the season on the 26th of March, but they mm-hmm. pushed it back a little bit, um, because of every of COVID, obviously. Um, yeah. but that was really the only thing that came out with it. Uh, so the last day of the regular season is supposed to be October 3rd. So you're, I guess, you're kind of having a normal off season because usually the,
1: that's about right. The series yeah, is usually the, over like, by November,
2: October and yeah. then you have like a normal off season so i mean it's it's possible that they have it i mean hopefully the world's different in a year than it is now but
1: uh, not even in a year I, you're talking like you know eight months ten months
2: <laughs> yeah I, the, I know, the, the baseball so baseball's is one of those sports where the, the season is so long and the off season is so short that it's like as soon as you're done with the baseball season and the next thing you know you turn around and it starts the new season whereas like all the other sports, it's like their seasons are so small and their off seasons are so long. Like the NFL off season is like so long compared to their season, and it's just. There's also
1: a reason for that, you know. I mean, you're, you're kind of throwing obviously. yourself at everybody else.
2: <laughs> yeah, obviously, you know, there's, like the, the, there's a degree the, the of dynamics, risk. <laughs> the dynamics of the sport are, are absolutely different, um, mm-hmm. which is crazy. But uh, now that you put that up there, that it's going to start on April first, I kind of feel like an idiot right now. <sighs> so no, that's okay
1: but you know what though there'll be plenty of time to talk about it uh and hash it over and and see how things go right now I don't even care about next season I just want to see the train wreck of a the season they're going to put together here so I, I well, I'm not even worried about it. by the time the season is over I may not even care about baseball next season and I hate to say that
2: yeah I mean so the, going off of that the. MLB has come out and said that they don't want fans in the stands. That they're not going to have fans in the stands, which I think is Correct. the right thing to do. But Wrigley kind of uh, so Wrigley is the Chicago Cubs home ballpark. um And the, if you've ever been to Wrigley, the way it's set up is they have it's break down in the middle of downtown Chicago, and they have houses all along the the sides of it, so people can that live there don't have to actually go to the game. They can go out on their balcony and watch the game um they're selling the roofs of the surrounding like uh rooftops place. around the stadium around the stadium yeah rooftops mm-hmm. around the stadium 350 dollars per ticket so instead <laughs> of having fans in the stands they're going to have them congregated around so not only Like this just borderline is idiotic and like, Hey, we don't want fans in the stands, but we're still going to get a whole bunch of people to gather, gather together to watch the sport. That's the
1: ultimate social distancing. Put them on the roof.
2: Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) And then they're selling it for $350 a ticket. Like not even like like you can buy a baseball, yeah. Baseball ticket for 30, 50 bucks. So
1: $350. It includes food, beer, and wine.
2: I'm. I have my hands in my head, and I'm shaking my head right now because this is just stupid. Makes no sense. (laughs) Like, (laughs) hey, hey, who would? Well, I shouldn't say that because I I probably would end up paying for it if I was that diehard about it. Um, (laughs) So I can't say who would actually pay for (laughs) it. But like, it just like they're trying so many crazy ways to get like fans in the stands or to get fans there that it's just it's it's unreal uh i think i read something earlier today uh and and i you know i don't know where it was i was trying to search for it but i think that the nhl is going to have uh yeah it was nhl so we talked about it like one of our first few shows that they wanted to have crowd noise in the stadium so what the What each team did was they went to their season ticket holders and they sent them a link to record a 30-second audio or video of them screaming and yelling into the camera. And then they send it to them, and basically what they're going to do is every time they score, they're going to play the audio clips or the – video clips of all these fans screaming and yelling throughout the arena to give the effect as if there are fans there. Why? Like it's just next topic. Next topic. It's getting too crazy. (laughs) It's it's just this whole thing. is we're trying to find creative ways to make it work. Just, it is what it is. Just leave it the way it is.
1: Play ball. Uh, That's it. Play ball, please.
2: So, uh, one thing that I wanted to ask you, Don, because I, this has been uh, and i want to, don't want to spend too much time on it so there's been sixty six people that have tested positive in in baseball uh-huh. out of all the positive tests that they've done. I think it's been over three thousand so it's like less than like one percent or it's like one percent or two percent that have been tested positive yeah. um, we don't know who is tested positive because they can't give out those names because of HIPAA laws and all that kind of stuff. Okay. do you think that They should tell us who is getting testing positive, or do you think that they should respect their privacy and not put it out there? Now, I will say this they will end up putting them on the DL so we can kind of put one and one together and get two out of it, but we can't perfectly for 100% certainty say that they got COVID. So, I mean, they
1: could be on the DL for any reason, they won't tell you if it's COVID related. But you know they could they could just say he's on the DL, uh, his throwing arm's bothering him or tendonitis. You know what I mean? They could they could cover it up for sure.
2: Correct. So because because HIPAA they cannot because because the whole COVID testing goes under a medical test. Medical correct. They cannot unless the player says that it's okay. They cannot release their name. Now some of them have been okay and said like okay you can just release my name and others have been very secretive about it do you think as a general public that they should tell us who tests positive for it?
1: No. I, I see for the general public, I see no need for that. And to me, it would be no different than you and I work together, right? Mm-hmm. So if you test positive for COVID, do I need to put your name and picture up at the front of our place of business and say, this person, um, we had a positive case in our store. Here's who it is. The The players, aren't going to be interacting with the fans there's no fans in the stadium so does the general public really need to know no now the people that will be notified of course they will probably do a contract tracing who is this person around in the clubhouse the trainers or whatnot obviously for for those reasons Mm -hmm. do i think they should tell us no i i see no need for it and regardless if HIPAA does not tell us, like you said, there are going to be ways to find out who it was.
2: Correct. Yeah. Uh, I you know just, when, when you put it with the way of like the work, it, it, I, I kind of stand back on my stance that I think they should tell us, but when you put it that way, it, it kind of makes sense why they shouldn't.
1: Yeah. I mean, I, you know, I never thought not, of it that way. So. You know, they're not interacting with the public, but in a, you know what I mean? It's not like the player's gonna hit a home run and then go jump in the stands, like like, like Lambo leap or anything like that. It's not happening. So I I see no reason to tell us uh, the gen- the general populace. There's no need.
2: Yeah, no I I can I can agree with that on 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 my my rethought of of the the stuff. I I would agree with that. That it's not something that we necessarily need to know. Mm-hmm. So. But we're gonna move on to college football because
1: Let's, we almost need to have a moment of silence at this point for college football.
2: Well, because before it we do that,
1: look like it's gonna happen.
2: Before we do that, I just want to say I told you so. I, <laughs>
1: say. I didn't. I didn't disagree with you. <laughs>
2: well, I did I not.
1: Told, but remember, I told I, you when the whole COVID thing started. College football fans are on a whole nother level, not even like NFL fans. And if yeah. you tell them they're not going to have football, I'm telling you, if you think people are already angry over COVID, there is a lot of people in this country, and it doesn't say much for us about it at this point, that are just going to be in a real foul mood if they don't have college football.
2: Yeah, so I'm just going to go down the list of everything that I have here um, and, and it report all You don't on even need to
1: elaborate work. on it. Yeah.
2: No, we don't. So like the Ivy League has canceled their fall sports. Uh the All Big 10 fall. and Pac All fall sports. The Big mm-hmm. 10 and Pac 12 are going to conference only as of now. Um and the ACC be- and Big big
1: Just to elaborate before you continue to the uh the Pac 12 that uh where they say conference only again. Um I believe three of the teams in the Pac 12 are in California in hot spots. So I don't even see how you do conference only at that point. Please continue.
2: Correct. Uh, ACC and the Big 12 are going to decide in late July whether they're going to continue or 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 go conference only. And the um,
1: ACC has Miami, which is probably one of the hottest spots right now for COVID.
2: Correct. Mm-hmm. Uh, Ohio State has canceled their voluntary workouts. Louisville has canceled their college basketball workouts. Um, the good thing is that they don't plan on moving the NCAA basketball tournament, but that is next year. Um, yeah. And then earlier today, the National Junior College uh, Athletic Association, I think that's what that stands for, N-C- NJCAA. Yes. That's correct. Uh, they will came out and said that they're going to move their football to the spring. So they've already made that determination that we're moving everything to the spring. They're not going to have football this, this, this fall. Uh, And then kind of an unrelated news, but sort of related Stanford uh, cut 11 of their sports. Uh, Basically they, they were one of the the programs that had the most varsity sports. Um, So they cut 11 of their sports because they didn't have the revenue to uh, support those sports. And it was kind of, they were kind of on the edge with it, and then COVID happened, and it just pushed it over the edge. So they cut eleven sports to save money. Um, and this will, that's add, this
1: will a lot of people. I can tell you, football wasn't one of them.
2: Yes, no, football was not one of them. But they did cut wrestling, which I thought was pretty big for Stanford. Um, a lot of it was all like it was like fencing and like little minor sports, not any of like the major sports. But wrestling was one of the biggest ones that I remember that they had cut. Um, so. It, there's still a lot of wait and see because they don't, they don't really report to school until July. A lot of this is voluntary workouts that the kids go to Um, that more, most of the time it's only like a handful of kids actually end up going to these voluntary workouts. So uh, I, I, I just, again, still can't see them doing conference only. Like how do you do conference only and then still have a championship? Like it just doesn't make sense. That way, so I, I just think they should the NCAA should come out and just move it to the the spring and and be done with it. I I don't know. It's gonna be so difficult uh, to logistically move everything, but I I just can't see them bringing the the play, the way the way everything is right now in, in our country and how COVID's spiking. I just can't see them bringing all these kids back and. Yeah, like, oh, I know most schools are going more virtual and and stuff like that. So I just I can't see that. Um, so it's just gonna be crazy. Um, but there's some other things we wanted to get to. Uh, with that, I don't think there's really much more we can we can talk about that. No, nope, uh, just wait and there. see. It. But it's yeah, yeah, it's it's not it's
1: it's not gonna happen. But I know you're pumped. Let's talk about Major League Soccer.
2: Yes, uh, Major League Soccer is back. They had their their tournament. The, they started the tournament this previous week. Um, it's been going great. Like uh, it's love to see the, the sports now. They're very rusty. Let me let me just put that out there. Um but it's sports. FC da- yes, but uh so F C <laughs> Dallas and Nashville S C both opted out because of COVID. They had multiple players on our team uh that tested positive. So they opted out, so they kinda redid the schedule. Um, but uh Philadelphia Union won, yay. Uh this past week, um, which was awesome. So I'm looking good, looking forward to seeing them play again, uh, on, uh, I believe it's Tuesday at ten thirty. Um, but some of the other games you want to watch out for, if you wanted to catch them is Toronto versus Montreal on the 15th at 8 PM, uh, battle of LA LA FC versus LA galaxy on the 18th, which is going to be, um, next Saturday at 10 30. Um, and then Galaxy versus Portland, which is tomorrow night at 1030. Those are some of the big games to watch out for uh, as we do this next two weeks before we get basketball and hockey and have sports palooza, um, as I'm going to call it, uh, back. But if you're looking for some sports and you're looking for things to watch out for and, and take your time off, uh, definitely hook up with the, the MLS because it's really fun to watch them play. Um, and uh, we're going to move on to NASCAR because I want to make sure we hit everything because we're, we're, we're kind of running late on time. Um,
1: I've been watching me some NASCAR, man.
2: Yeah, so there was a rookie that won the Kentucky Cup today, which is really cool. Yep. Um, and Jimmy, Jimmy Johnson, who I had reported last week, was uh, tested positive for COVID three days later, uh, tested negative and was completely con- confused and frustrated. He tested twice negative, so they think it's a false positive. Which really sucks because it was the first like he's never missed a a a NASCAR race in his career, and then all of a sudden he tested positive on a false positive, and he misses the race. (laughs) That kind of sucks a lot. So he was very no that really sucks. (laughs) (laughs) confused and frustrated (laughs) uh, about Mm -hmm. that. Um, But they did have a a rookie uh, uh, Cole Custer, I believe his name is, won the Mm -hmm. uh, Kentucky the Kentucky race this kentucky cup today yes. so earlier this um, afternoon
1: and i gotta tell you uh it, it what was big uh a big deal for that too was custer started uh his starting position in the field he started 29th and uh the the drivers that he had to pass en route to to his first win it it was an impressive list of who's who so it should make the the victory for him even sweeter so congratulations to him
2: yeah so yeah absolutely it's you don't you don't see rookies win so that's that's a monumentous occasion for him Um, absolutely
1: cool man Well, I mean, uh, there we go with the random news. And, of course, since we're at the random news, you all know it. It's time for that favorite part of the show.
0: It's time for Chips Chumps. Bad plays. Bad players. Awful calls. Poor sportsmanship. The worst of the week with Chips Chumps.
2: All right, everybody. You know what time it is. So... I'm gonna get right into it. Number five. So number five goes to uh, a Philadelphia player who he's he's a clown. That's the only way I can describe him. He's an absolute clown, Joel Embiid. Uh, so you know everyone's going with the the bubble, and uh, he's trying to. It, he has a very tortured uh, history with being sick and being out of shape and not showing up for games so he thought it was a good idea to show up to the plane that was leaving for Orlando in a hazmat suit kind of ridiculous like eh, Joel Embiid is he's he's a clown that's all I can say about him like he's just he shows up and he, and if you watch him put on the suit, a it makes no sense how he puts it on because he gets in, the, he's not wearing it in the car and he's like half wearing it and he gets out of the car and he's putting it on, but he has like four people helping him put it on, so it's like not even like it's gonna do anything. He's just he's basically doing it to to get a reaction out of people and he's getting a reaction out of me, so he's got like memes and all his fans into it. So it like just doing stupid stuff. It's it's a typical Joe Embiid being Joel Embiid. So Joel Embiid. Moron number four. So, number four goes to uh, I, I, I can't even begin with this. This is just uh, like super like egotistical, pre Madonna, like acting. Um, we talked about it with the NBA bubble. Rajon Rondo ripped his uh, ripped his hotel room stay because he said it was too small, quote unquote, uh, and put up. A video of it, and it basically said it didn't meet his luxury standards that he's used to staying in, and called it a Motel Six. I'm sorry if you ever still stayed in a Motel Six; like those rooms are not Motel Six quality at all. And it basically, was just complaining because the room was too small, and he thought that he deserved better. Rajan Rondo, like, are, are you serious right now, dude? Get over it. Like, it's not that long. It's not that bad. Like. You've obviously, I don't know, like, if you look at the room, like, it's actually a pretty nice room. Like, there's, uh, I just can't believe, like, he posted up that, like, I've been in ho- the, these type of hotel rooms. He's got a king size bed. Like, he's got a working bathroom. He's got mirrors. He's got uh, armoire. Like, he's got a lot of stuff that you just don't get in, in a Motel 6. And there's no no knock on Motel 6, but it's definitely not a Motel 6. Um, You know, and uh, just grow up. Be a man, get over yourself. Stop being a prima donna, you moron. Number three. So this one uh, kind of makes me disgusted in how the world is going these days, um, and it also makes the chip chumps never stretches the limit as far as where we go with things, uh, as far as age or or who it who it affects. Um, so this goes to a twelve-year-old. I I couldn't find his name, but it's a it's a twelve-year-old from um, Crystal Palace. Uh, Crystal Palace fan, twelve-year-old um, boy. He posted up today uh, a racist comment, which, again, social media has cr- like pretty much destroyed our society at this point, and I I believe that wholeheartedly. Um, like people can just post up and think that it's fine to post up. Like this is a twelve-year-old kid. Like, a, I, I'm pretty sure that, hopefully, that he has no idea what he did wrong, but he ended up getting arrested for it, which I think is even more incredulous, um, for making racist comments, and they basically said that this is not something that we're going to take lightly, and it's not going to be tolerated, which they actually shouldn't tolerate it. And uh, whether he got arrested or not, I don't think is is near here and there. But my, my question is, where the hell are your parents? Like, like, I can tell you if if I even hinted at anything like this i'm i'm getting you know grounded and phone taken away and there's a lot of things that are going to happen in, in my household this is it this is just a disgrace it, 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 i i just can't it, it just mind boggles me that a 12 year old would do this um so sorry moron number two so this one goes to Deshaun Jackson. Um, it's been a big, huge story over this past week. Uh, is captivated the entire news world or sports news world? Uh, every day, there's something new coming on about it. Uh, Deshaun Jackson. Again, this is a social media snafu. That the reason that social media is killing our our, our society at this point. Um, basically, posted up trying to compare what's going on in the world to uh like hitler comment and like you just can't do that like you would think that like you have this like social media thing where you can type things into a phone and you can stare at it and you can you know think about it more about whether you should post something or not or use your better judgment to post something but they don't they absolutely just do whatever the hell they want and just like type it out, hit it and don't even think about what they're doing. Um this is just a, a dumb 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 idiotic thing to do. Uh so it was offensive, it was harmful and it was appalling that he did this. Uh Deshaun Jackson moron. Number 1. Okay, so number 1 goes to probably my least favorite umpire ever in the sport of baseball and probably the most controversial umpire in the sport of baseball. And he just doesn't stop amazing me with his stupidity and his just idiotic behavior. Joe West, I didn't like you before and I certainly don't like you after this. He posted up and basically like a couple of people, he was talking about how the rising numbers in our nation of COVID and how people are dying, and he kind of just said, "Hmm, well, they had like the one person died of, uh, I believe it was he had cancer, he had end stage four lung cancer, and he's like, well, he was gonna die anyways, but COVID kind of accelerated, so therefore it shouldn't be a COVID death. Are you kidding me? Seriously, like that." is the most idiotic thing ever. It doesn't matter whether he was going to die anyways. COVID caused him to die. You can't say that it's not a COVID-related death. if mean, it wasn't because of that. Like, COVID was what caused it to happen. Jesus Christ, you guys are, like, so idiotic. It's ridiculous. Uh, Joe West, I can't say it enough, because I hate you. You are a terrible umpire
1: moron. Here we go. Chips, chumps. And, uh... Quite a bit of passion in that last one there chip. Uh,
2: I am I, if you're a Philadelphia fan, you know who Joe West is and you just don't like him, so it just when it adds to the fuel of the fire.
1: So I wanted to uh, if I could, as always, I want to elaborate on uh, Rondo for just a minute because uh, <clears throat> um, you know the art, uh, the articles from a few days ago um, and I went back to look at some Twitter feeds. Uh, uh, about uh, the the photo that he sent where he just put Motel 600 at NBA and shows a picture of the room, right? Mm-hmm. Um, and, uh, one of the feeds that I was looking at, it's a feed that they, um, they contribute to ESPN and CBS Sports, Fox Sports, a whole bunch of others. And I laughed because they retweeted it and the caption reads, uh, Rondo doesn't seem pleased with his Orlando room, right? Uh The first reply, the first reply this tweet gets is from Motel Six, and it says, "We'll always leave the leave the light on for him," with a smiling emoji. Yeah, I Um, read that too.
2: Yeah, uh, uh, but there was uh, about that. But yeah, yeah.
1: There was another one also that replied to it, or replied to the original post, and said, "Yo, Rondo, this room is nicer than your jump shot. What are you complaining about?"
2: Yeah, he got roasted on on yeah. Twitter about it. Like, and like, if you if you look Matt. at the picture of the room, it's yeah. like an actual nice room. Like, it's a nice it, room. It, it, he's got a king size bed. Like, he's got a mirror there. He's got lights. Like, he's got the walls aren't falling apart. It's not like it's some rundown hotel that. They no, just it's not a cheap in. room.
1: Hardwood floors. I mean, it's a nice. It is a nice room. I've stayed in cheap hotels. I've stayed in expensive ones. I'm telling you, they put them up in a good spot.
2: And he's just complaining because it's not like the penthouse suite. Yeah. Moron.
1: So again, just to to reiterate, (laughs) but um, before we move on to the buzzer, Chip, as always, if anybody uh, has any disagreements with the list, what's
2: our uh, course of action for that? So you can always, uh, I'll post it up on our discord and Twitter. You can always uh, either email me or you can, you know, post up saying that this should have been on the list and I will uh, respond or I will say it on the show next week and, uh, you know, bring light to it and why I did not put that person on there and why you think that this person should have been on there.
1: All right. And with that being said, let's go ahead and hit the buzzer.
0: It's the final buzzer. The last moments of the show. Okay,
1: here we go. Five,
0: four, three, two, one. Let's go. Yeah.
1: All right, everybody, you heard it. We are at the final buzzer, and as always here at the buzzer, let's start with the movie of the week. Chip, what do you have for us this week?
2: So this week I went with a – I was bashing a lot of Philadelphia sports, so I thought it was apropos that I bring light to a good Philadelphia sports movie. Um, So I went with Invincible. Um, It's a 2009 film with Greg Kinnear and Mark Wahlberg. Uh, and a few other really well-known actors um, basically takes through the real life, uh, like almost kind of real life story of Vince Papale, who was a uh, Philadelphia, uh, Philadelphia citizen who walked on to the Philadelphia Eagles and um, made the team and actually was on the team for a few years and was on their special teams. And it kind of goes through the trials and tribulations that he had to go through with his friends and his family and uh, everything that was going on in the city at the time of when this was going on. Um, And one of the quotes from it, which I thought was absolutely awesome, is, um, these are the toughest fans there are. They threw snowballs at Santa Claus. And I'm just going to leave it at that.
1: (laughs) Boom. (laughs) All righty. I want to throw out there here in the last couple of minutes as we close out the show, Chip, have you been on discord since we posted the last show?
2: Uh, I have um, it. We've gotten a lot of chatter, a lot of discussion going on about the Redskins changing their name. And the name um, changes in general. Discussion. Yes. Yeah. And name changes in general. It's, it's been a very good discussion. Um, I'm liking it a lot. Um, I haven't been on the last few days to kind of read or, or really put, or or join in on the conversation, um, but I, I do appreciate everyone uh, posting up, and and I will be reading that uh, later tonight, if not to, tomorrow, and and responding.
1: Yeah, I, and I just want to throw out there uh, because of the the crazy schedules that we have. Uh, other than work and, and the things, we we both have a lot going on in our personal lives. So we don't always respond right away, but I want to assure everybody in that conversation we are seeing it. Uh, even if we don't respond uh, between Chip and I, we see the updates and whatnot. And it, the the conversation, we've had a couple of conversations here and there since we started the show but the name change topic in particular really seems to have opened up a big discussion with our fan base,
2: yeah, it's a, it's a healthy discussion too. It's not everybody's been really respectful, which is awesome. So uh, keep it coming, guys. We really appreciate it.
1: Couldn't have said it better myself, as Chip would say. so we we appreciate the the feedback and the continuing conversation. as we as we have said before, We tend to stray away from the political aspect of things or whatnot, but there is no denying that there are things going on that do affect the sports world. And Chip and I are trying to do our best to bring it in a fair and uh, unbiased discussion. And we do appreciate everybody for having a meaningful conversation and respectful to everybody. That's the best part about it. So with, with that being said, Chip, that's a wrap. That's another one for the books. And we will talk to you all next week. We're out.
0: You've been listening to Sportscasters Anonymous. Your opinion may differ, but that doesn't mean you're right. Thanks for tuning in. We'll be back next week. We hope you were intrigued or at least entertained. You can find the podcast on all the major networks. Find us on Discord and Patreon at Random Chatter. Hook up on the website at randomchatter.com and browse through the merchandise at randomchatter.com slash store. We'll see you next time. This is Sportscasters Anonymous. Signing off